Presented to you by the Sideline Dynasty. Visit sidelinedynasty.com, the cure for every sports addict. Welcome to Sports Trebuchet, Issue 28. I'm Marty. I'm Kyle. I'm Josh. Follow us on social media at Sports Trebuchet on Twitter and Instagram or email us at sportstrebuchetpod at gmail.com. Today we're going to be going over uh, and previewing the upcoming NFL season. Uh, Do me a favor. If you're listening to this, uh, we appreciate it. Uh, Tweet at us and let us know how you like the show or uh, what we got wrong or what we got right. Um, another person to be on here, we got wrong. more likely what we got wrong, almost certainly. Uh, so to help us do this, uh, we have got Joshua Tracy from the Juicing the Numbers podcast. What's up, Josh? Oh, guys. Nothing, dude. Nothing. Nothing. We've actually been talking for like 20 minutes, so this is weird doing it again, honestly. Uh, yeah, it always is. <laughs> yeah, it's Gotta always... act like you weren't just doing this. Yeah, it's like, like we just ran into each other on the street, but we happen to have a microphone each. Walked into this Discord server. <laughs> yeah, I, just, I, just, I tripped, and it appears that I'm in your Discord server. So let's just. It was weird. He, he came in and he just typed in ASL. The best part. Uh, <laughs> the best part was that Kyle put a picture in the chat of his cousin who broke his finger right as he got his mic live, and it was just like a whoa. Just, um. So, uh, Josh, you want to go a little bit about your podcast? Kind of tell us about it, so we can uh, we can introduce. I know we've been playing your ads for a while on the show, but uh, for any potential new listener, kind of a a quick summary. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a show hosted by me and one of my friends. Um, we talk a lot about sports statistics, um, primarily baseball right now because it's the baseball season and baseball stats are just so easy to come by. But we have had episodes about. Uh, NHL and the NFL mostly. Uh, we're getting really excited that the NFL season's starting to ramp up again, so we can dive more into that. But it's a lot of the, as the title would suggest, the numbers behind the sport, and uh, every every now and then, just topics that come to mind, things that are in the news, whatever we kind of feel like going over. But uh, yeah, you, yeah, that's you, about it. You, you you've done some pretty cool stuff with. Uh, with hockey, I was uh, I, I've been out of hockey for so long that it was nice kind of hearing some of the names and y'all talk about some of the statistics there. Um, so if you're a hockey fan, I highly suggest it too. Come the season, uh, we're we're hoping to do more with hockey because the thing that makes hockey and and um, football so hard is that there's not a lot to do with the numbers there, unless you want to start getting a lot more creative. Because with baseball, you can like they have uh, the positioning of where everyone's standing on the field on a given pitch, and it'll change for the next pitch. But for hockey, it's like, and with football, everyone's moving so fast. There's so many more guys. It 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 gets to be tougher. So we're trying to we're hoping that as the seasons progress this year, we can get a little bit more creative with what we're doing with it. Hopefully, get some more ideas as the as that we're actually watching what's going on. Yeah, I think, um, and and. Our Josh, uh, Brexit Josh, uh, the the way soccer 
has uh, has done analytics lately has been a big like a big revolution too, right? Like it's not always been as easy to track like starting position, um, for instance, every time you take possession, right? Yeah, I mean, for the most part, like just over the last five to ten years, well, five years really, it's totally revolutionized because now, like, most of the players are having some kind of chip or some kind of uh, like small device placed on them, like underneath their shirt, that's tracking like every move they're making. So they know how many miles they've traveled, they know whereabouts they've mostly sat around on the pitch. Um, and now, like, you've got just regular Joes, like, creating these, like, XG charts with, like, all sorts of science shit that kind of now is being brought into the mainstream. Um, and people are talking about it as if, like, it's the most obvious thing in the world. And I still can't get my head around XG or XA or all this shit that they're talking about. But I just know that if the chart's good, then uh, I pick them in my fantasy team. Oh, <laughs> I think you're right. Um and calling it science shit because I think that's a technical term too. So like, it is. I think I think uh, absolutely to, it really to, is uh, to Joshua Tracy slash JT. We're gonna call him a lot of stuff because, uh, frankly, he's a stranger and we already have another Josh. Uh, so we're doing our best here, y'all. It's very uh, fair. It's yeah, very it's, fair. It's, it's not your fault. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not you. Uh, it's me. Yeah, yeah. This is an American-based podcast, so if any, if anything, really, you have the right of way. <laughs> You should, uh, yeah. And he's talking about American sports too. So, uh, one thing that I think would be pretty cool, uh, and maybe we can do an episode down the road is some of the stuff of, uh, you know what, you know what I want you to have when we start talking about like robot umpires, I want you back on. <laughs> okay. I'm all, I'm all set for that. Yeah. Fucking here for it. Um, I do have to ask you a question before we get started on anything. Uh, is there a Yankees game on right now that you're watching? Oh, there is not. The Yankees are currently in Oakland, so that game does not start until 10 p.m. Okay, well, hopefully we don't last that long uh, for Please our listeners' sake. To get a win. Kyle, how are the Jags doing? Um, it looks like they're about to fight the Dolphins right now, but that's, that's almost happening. That's about the most Florida shit I've ever heard. <laughs> Fighting yeah. during a preseason game? Absolutely. I'd also make it the most exciting preseason game of all time. It is. It is. Foles is completing passes, so I think they should just take him out right now so he doesn't get hurt. Everybody just goes third string immediately. Uh, mm-hmm. So so what I hope to do with this uh, NFL season preview, we're going to go division by division here. And uh, we've kind of assigned two per person, uh, which is uh, one of the reasons I wanted to do this because I knew Josh was going to be on. Uh, he's going to be doing the AFC East and the AFC North. Uh, Brexit Josh is going to be doing the NFC North and the NFC South. Kyle's going to be doing the AFC South and the NFC West. And then I'll be doing the NFC East and the NFC West. Um, we're going to kind of hop around so we're not just all talking for 30 minutes straight. And hopefully it doesn't take 30 minutes to get through your previews. Or else uh, we will be like in the third inning of that Oakland A's game. Uh Anything y'all want to touch on before we start? Because anything's over. Oh, Whatever you want to talk about. Not for me, mate. I'm good. You know what, Josh? How about this? Look, tell us about where you're from. <laughs> Maybe people can't nail that accent. Um, my accent's really weird. People have a hard time with it because half my family is from the Bronx and the other half is just like blue-collar Jersey people. So it's kind of just like a, a mishmash of both. But... I myself am from Jersey. An amalgamation of uh, 
Northeastern. That's not bad. And we know our accents are weird too, so it kind of works. I think. I think. I think you'll be a good addition. How? Yeah, I'm. 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 I'm, I'm not here to just mix it up. You know, add that little New York Jew element to it. Ooh. Well, How uh, much influence does Bruce Springsteen have on your entire family? <laughs> Oh, I fucking so all right. So Bruce Springsteen is a divisive figure in my family because half my Ooh. the blue collar Jersey half my family loves the shit out of Bruce Springsteen. It. Can't believe it. Shocker. I know, right? I cannot stand Bruce Springsteen. Um, yeah, it sounds like he's trying to do like like a blue collar white man Barry White every time he sings, and I'm just not about it. His concerts so are too don't long. Think that you can start a fire without a spark. Uh, no, no, I don't think I can. And I don't think I want to, because that sounds mad and efficient. <laughs> Please have a uh, moment of silence for the Amazon forest right now. Uh, I'm mildly offended by the idea of burning trees. Thank you. Oh, God. Is that why I'm short of breath? Or is it like the eight pancakes I ate for my fucking birthday tonight? Because I hammered them. No, man, yes. I, think that, I think that's the fact that you bowled two rounds of bowling and you're not used to any kind of strenuous exercise. No, oh, that's fuck, not I forgot true. to tell you, happy birthday. Yeah, oh, yeah, you know what? I, I've known Kyle for nine, 14 years now, not 19 years, uh, and he totally fucking forgot. I can't believe it. Happy birthday, Marty. Thank you, Josh. You hate to see it. <laughs> you hate to see it, folks. This is just live, uh, but it's actually Much like technology, recorded. I'm not good at birthdays. Yeah, I'm awful at birthdays. Um, <laughs> all right, let's get going. Kyle, do you want to do the AFC South or the AFC West first? Uh, that's up to you guys. Which one do you want to hear first? Uh, it doesn't matter. And as far as how each one goes, you know, if no one wants to ask a question or raise a point when someone's presenting, that's perfectly fine to me. Um, so if you want to even lead off and be like, hey, ask me a question or, hey, I've got, I've got a question for you guys. Uh, pop quiz about the AFC North or some shit like that, we can do it. So, Kyle, I want to hear about the AFC West. What do you two guys say? Let's do it. Okay, let's talk about that flaming shit show that's going to be out there in the West. So, I'm going to go from... Yeah, we just talked about the Amazon, and you're going to do that. (laughs) Yeah, hey, you know what? (laughs) You did this to yourself. (laughs) (laughs) So, I'm going to go from fourth to first. I think it's going to shake out. Okay. AFC West is... Probably, it's probably the easiest one to do as far as what I think it's going to go. Um, and it starts with fourth place, uh, the the bell of the ball from uh, from Hard Knocks, the Oakland Raiders. Jesus Christ, that is going to be the biggest like just turd to watch this year. I think it's going to be fun, but it's going to be a giant turd. Um, From like I in a car wreck way? Yes, yes, because Gruden's nuts. Derek, Derek Carr's trying to big time Hunter Renfro on Hard Knocks, which is really funny. Talking about how he's played in so many big games. Huh. Renfro's played like three of the last, uh, like, he's played, how I can already remember two uh, championships in college football where he played a pretty big part. He's been know? in the playoffs for four years straight. I think. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Yeah. It's really funny watching Derek Carr do that. Uh, but he's really showing how big of a douchebag he is on that show. Um, Antonio Brown, I mean, he's getting frostbite on his feet. He's trying to argue with the, the league over uh, how much it's 
not sanctions. They're, they're looking at... I mean, Richie Incognito is on the line. <laughs> I can't see this going well. <laughs> this is going to be an absolute mess. Um, but I'm going to love watching. Uh, and they've got... And they've got this as their backup, Josh. Mike Glennon and Nathan Peterman. Mike Glennon's their backup quarterback with Nathan Peterman. Holy shit, the baby giraffe is back. <laughs> and he's fighting for a second for the second uh the backup quarterback with Nathan Mr. Interception Peterman. He should be fighting for a job at Walmart for crying out loud. Maybe that's the that's what the uh, the loser gets out of this. They get to go to Walmart. I don't know. I, what do you think? The only loser here is Walmart, honestly. They're the only ones to lose. <laughs> <laughs> Marty, Chaz Green is on their offense. Is he really? Uh, I didn't yes, know he was still he's in the there. league. Yes, he's out with Oakland. Um, so, I guess, what was that movie about the, uh, the football team in prison? Longest Yard? The longest yard, thank you. Um, n- not that their roster's full of criminals. That's not what I'm implying. But in terms of awful characters, I think there could be a comparison to be made there. I think of no more Steve fitting Austin. final season in Oakland than than what is going to happen this year. <laughs> yeah, and plus I think like... With the fact, by the way, I just got a notification that the Raiders are currently playing the Packers um, in Winnipeg for their preseason game on an 80-yard football field because there were turf issues at the last minute. And that's the most Raiders headline I think I've ever seen. Do you think Gruden in the pregame said this benefits us? Because <laughs> he had like, surely he's just like, listen, guys, we got 20, 20 yards less to go. Uh, like, yeah, we, you know, we're so bad in the red zone. Let's just take those 20 yards out. <laughs> yeah, we only got to get 30 yards to get in field goal range. Let's do this, guys. This is how they get get ready for their goal line offense, you know. They're working with a short field. <laughs> so, Kyle, you threw me way off because I didn't realize Hunter Renfro uh, was also wide receiver because there was a guy on the San Diego Padres named Hunter Renfro. And I was yeah. like, why the hell were these guys hanging out with the San Diego Padres? This is a nonsensical way to be. Why are they practicing with the baseball team? They're definitely not going to get ready for the season. <laughs> why, why is Garth Brooks out there with them? Does anybody remember when Garth Brooks tried out for the for the, for the Padres spring training? Oh my god, yeah, he did do that. Yes. He, like, he was legit on their spring training roster in like 94. Did he, uh, no, did he, get, th- did he get the interview because he had friends in low places? <laughs> yes. One of them was Andy Ashby. None of this makes any sense to me. <laughs> 90s baseball. It's a great thing. Tom Selleck um, was in the uh, Detroit Tigers uh, preseason roster for a few games there. Tom Selleck? He was like 44. His mustache and everything? Oh, God, we oh just, yeah. We just lost a co-host, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to start their own uh, nostalgic baseball podcast to just jizz all over each other. Yeah, please take this outside. (laughs) (laughs) Can you take this into DMs? I could not care less. Let's start our own Discord chat. This is our 1996 Padres preview. (laughs) (laughs) Give me me your thoughts on Kenny Rogers. (laughs) 
Oh, Are we God. still talking overhand softball? Oh, oh boy. Uh, there's going to be. You're the worst. Let's, who's third place? Kyle. <laughs> third place is going to be the uh, Denver Broncos. I don't know by how much, but they're going to be, be in third place. I don't trust a team that has old ass Joe Flacco who's been mediocre for, what, five years now? Five, yeah. six years now? Since they, it's since I met mediocre. my wife, since he went to the Super Bowl. I, I, I don't understand what they did there. Like, I think that Case Keenum is, was just fine. You know, if you're look, Case Keenum's a better Joe Flacco to me. I, I just, I don't understand going for Flacco. I like their running back core with Lindsey Royce Freeman and uh, Devontae Booker. I think that that's kind of an underrated running back core. But I just don't think they have enough. Uh, they're still rebuilding. Uh, we'll see what Drew Locke does um, when he gets the gets the chance. But I, I think that this year is going to be it's going to be Joe Flacco sparing us. Again. You know, I was kind of surprised that Trevor Simeon didn't work. I felt like he was not bad. Like, well, I'm looking at his statistics. Let me take that back. Continue. How do you think they're gonna go? Uh, how do you think they're gonna go under Fangio now? Like, because they've kind of their offense was their worst side, and they haven't improved it at all. They've just gone for a like defense-minded head coach. So, exactly. I, I I don't think that it's gonna help at all. I think that they're looking at a at a Flacco. Like, well, even Elway came out and said, didn't Elway say that he's in? thinks he's in his prime. Yeah, I think he said that, like, verbatim. Which is an insane thing to say. I there's, a, I think that Fangio got himself into a kind of weird situation there. Well, it's not, it's not like he had a great offense even when they won the Super Bowl, though, too. So if Fangio is as advertised, there's a, I don't think there's a chance because of the division they're in, but... It's not like it'd be unheard I mean, of. Yeah, they they didn't have a they didn't have a great uh, a great offense, but they did have some nice pieces around them um, with Emmanuel Sanders, with Demarius Thomas, uh, you know, guys like that. Both those guys seem like they're gone. So, well, we know that Thomas is gone. I thought that Sanders was still on the team. But I don't think he is anymore. So they're going with a uh, Deshaun Hamilton and Cortland Sutton. And they do have the best name tight end in the league and Jake Butt, but, yeah. you know, I, I just don't, I think that they're going to be, you know, the normal Denver on defense where they are pretty good, especially with Fangio as their head coach, but don't, I don't see them doing anything more than third place in that league, especially with, uh, especially with the two big boys in front of them. And who are those big boys? Uh, well, we're going to go to number two, and that's going to be the Los Angeles Chargers. They had a they had a great year last year, and I think it's going to be a l- probably more of the same. Not not to the level of last year. I'm going to dial that back, but I still think they win ten games. And I think a lot of it does hinge on what happens with the, the Melvin Gordon thing. Um, they need to they need to straighten that out. Either ship his ass out of there or get him a contract, uh, because I do think that the duo of Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson behind him can do a lot of the same thing. Um, but Melvin Gordon is, in my opinion, a top seven running back in the league. 
Um, I think that their receivers are very strong. Uh, defensively, I think they should be very strong, but they do have to worry about um, about Derwin James. He is now hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was a big part of that team. Is he gone for the year, too, I think? I don't know if he's gone for the year. I think he's out indefinitely, right? I think that was the uh, the story was indefinitely, which means absolutely nothing. But the edge rushers uh, of Melvin Ingram and the kind of obnoxious Joey Bosa and... They're estimating three well, months for Derwin. Okay, so, you know, whether those first first couple months and he should be on his way back... Um, I think that they're gonna. I think they're gonna be strong again. I think that they're gonna. Uh, I think that they could possibly stay, take another. Um, take another playoff spot. Uh, and just to give you an idea of what just happened, Nick Foles to, to D.B. Westbrook touchdown. Boom. Beautiful. Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. Super Bowl. It's happening. Wrong division, but Super Bowl. It's happening. Don't care. So, um. And, <laughs> yes. Do you think that? Philip Rivers is going to be able to punk Joe Flacco on the field as much as he did Jay Cutler. Because he's still yes, some mad that, shit. I also think that Philip Rivers is going to uh, beat him in the kid games. 100%. He has, like, nine children. Okay, uh, over-under. Uh, or what's the higher number? Uh Rivers' children by the end of the season or 50-yard-plus touchdowns for Flacco at the end of the season? Ooh. Oh, Rivers' children. I, I think it's nine. Flacco... Yeah. You don't think 10 yeah. times that he can throw it over 50 yards? Or, for, or not even no. 50 yards, throw it 10 yards and get run or run after catch? No. Cool. Good bet. No. I don't think so. Um... I have no faith in Joe. Um, there, there were talks about him going to Jacksonville in the offseason that drove me absolutely. Um, but let's go on to the uh, big boy in that division, the Kansas City. Uh, no surprise there. Uh, they're probably the sexiest pick to win the AFC this year, as far as I'm concerned. Um, Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> even if he... Digresses from last year. He's still, I mean, he'll still be a top quarterback in the league. He was that electric, and I just, I think that, that you're not going to see the amount of touchdowns that he had last year, but you're gonna, it's gonna produce. Um, Tyreek Hill is there, even though I don't agree that he should be out of the field right now. Um, I think that he should have some punishment, but that's not up to me. Um, and Travis Kelsey, we've got the best tight end. Uh, line is strong. Their defense, you know, once again has questions, but I think they'll be able to put, put up enough points to to outshoot everybody. I think that's right. I think that all sounds right. I think so. The exact order in which I would do it, too. Yeah. That division seems pretty much set that way. Yeah. Same. Honestly, it's a, it's a nice and easy organized division that are all doing as they should. <laughs> yeah, the only thing I could job, even Drew, think to suck. flip, the only thing I could think of would be potentially the Broncos and Raiders, and that'd just be purely if like uh, Flacco stays as the starter the entire season. He's awful, and Carr ends up having a decent year. Not just that, but it also depends on Fangio, right? Like we know he's a fantastic defensive coach, but has he ever been a head coach before? I don't know if sure he has, has, but 
if this is his first gig, like there are plenty of great offensive or defensive coaches that end up being dog shit head coaches. So there's also that kind of, you know, uncertainty there. First head coach in his entire career since 79. And he yeah. gets to do it under bad shit John Elway. You know, it's interesting. He was a special assistant to head coach for the Ravens from 06 to 08, and then the linebackers coach 09. Does that overlap with Flacco? Uh, 06 to 08, Why? Let's just say 09. He was there. Yeah, Flacco was there in 09. So I didn't even think about that when they signed him. Huh. How about it? Neat. <laughs> All right. Uh, did I say I was going to be next? I honestly forgot already. Yeah, I believe so, Mike. Okay, cool. Uh, NFC East or the NFC West? What do you guys want to do? East. Okay. Yeah, let's mix it up. <sighs> All right. So uh, I'm going to run through some of the teams. This is going to be in no particular order. And then I'll do kind of a final standings at the end. <coughs> Pardon. Uh, so... The Eagles, uh, I guess the biggest question mark is if Wentz lasts the entire year. Uh, and it's really the only question I have. I think they're going to have a good defense. Uh, I think their offense is going to be great if Wentz is in there. Uh, I don't know whether or not Josh McCown or any other quarterback they have on the roster can pick up where he left off like Foles did. Uh, I think they're probably a playoff side. Almost undoubtedly. Uh, and I think that uh, I have a player to watch for this team, and it's J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, which if anybody's been a long-time listener... Oh, it's your boy. He is my boy, and it's such a shame he went to their Eagles. Like, truly a shame that he went to the Eagles. Uh, <laughs> jumping over to the uh, the Cowboys. Um, bit of a mess with contracts, right? With Dak demanding money, with Zeke uh, holding Pulling out. out. Uh, I think... I think they're fine. There was an offer to him today. There was an offer to uh, Dak? To Zeke. Zeke. It was, yeah, something like he was going to be like the second highest paid player or something, wasn't it, Carl? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, saw, yeah, like, yeah I, I only saw a headline, but. It was like ahead of Melvin Gordon money, but under uh, Todd Gurley money, something like that. I think yeah, it was, it was ahead of Le'Veon Bell below t- t- uh, Todd Gurley. So whether or not he holds out at all during the year or not, I think. As long as Dak stays healthy, the team's probably got eleven or twelve wins in them. Um, I think they're. I think they're really. Yeah, I think they are sneaky, like really good. The biggest question mark is Kellen Moore as the offensive coordinator. That that's the only thing that that uh, would worry me if I was just a diehard Cowboys fan. But I think what's going to be interesting is Which how much. You are. Well, not really. Not not really at all. You. I saw the star just like buzzing beside your head today. Yeah, was it the tat? Yeah, it was the tattoo uh, on my sideburns uh, that are just two Dallas stars on each side. Yep. They have quite a nice schedule too. Like I'm just looking at it now, and it's not bad at all. So like I can see that kind of record mm-hmm. with just yeah, the play. At, I looked at it last night too, and I think the hardest part of their schedule is like after week nine or week eight, and even then. Um, I don't see it being that. Di- I, I, it's probably going to be. I mean, it's the NFL. It's always difficult, right? But I think that they have 11, 12 wins in them as long as they stay relatively healthy. I think that defense is going to be really good. 
like top 10 good. They were top 10 last year. I really want to see if Moore brings any of the Boise State influence, um, which for the uninitiated involves a lot of like pre-snap motion. It's uh, it's the kind of offense that let them become the program they are. Uh, and I think Helen's probably going to, if he's smart, he brings that in because it really allows what is kind of like an above average receiving core. It allows it to, especially if you're moving the running back around a lot too, it can thrive in that position. I, my fear is that it's going to be the same kind of offense that we've seen there. I hope not. I mean, it's like I, it's it's uh they have the talent to do it. It's it's that's why I think Kellen Moore is probably the biggest question mark going in. Is does he know what the fuck he's doing, and will Garrett let him do it? That's the big. Got to ask about Garrett. Do you think he's on the hot slate? Even if they have like a good season, do you think if it's like not a a deep run into the playoffs type of season. Do you think he's on the hot seat a little bit? Uh, I, you know, they've been good, not great for a while now. Yeah. So he's, uh, cause they've had, I think three seasons, three winning seasons in a row now. Right. So they've, they've been 10 and six, nine and seven, 13 and three. And there was that ugly four and 12 year, but that was in Romo. I think broke his back like really. Early on. Yeah. They were really running up like, Braden yeah. Weed and then Matt Castle. Yeah. Yeah. Matt this- Castle was their top passer that year. Um, before that, he was twelve and four, and then he was eight and eight, eight and eight, eight and eight. eight. Um, so he's only ever had one losing season, technically. I think he's. I think he's not a bad coach, but he's proven time and time again, no matter how much the team improves, he can't get them to the next step, and that's on him. I, I think. Uh, there's no reason with the teams they had in 12 and 13 uh, and even 11 that they, they finished eight and eight all three of those years. And they had like a really, really good team. Um, even if it was like below average defense, their offense should have been outscoring people at an incredible clip. Um, and if, if Sean Payton stayed for the Cowboys in that time, instead of Garrett, for instance, we'd probably at least get a Super Bowl visit. At least one. With that Romo Bryant DeMarco Murray team. Uh, so, to answer your question, really long wise, uh, if they finish like anything with, with seven or less wins, I think so. I think they go for Lincoln Riley out of Oklahoma. What if they go nine and seven and miss the playoffs? In what fashion? Everybody's healthy, they just get outplayed. Probably not, which is which is another reason why I can't I can't get behind the Cowboys, man. I haven't since like year three of Romo. I'm just out because it's like WWE, but instead of McMahon, it's Jerry Jones, and you just kind of everything he touches, uh, it doesn't necessarily poison it, but it's never going to get to be gold, right? It's like stuck in like silver hell. Doesn't help that you're less like. <laughs> Your last six weeks have trips to the Bears, trips to the Patriots, the Rams come visiting, the Eagles. Like, you have a rough last six, too. So, I suppose like, it doesn't matter how you play in that first 10 weeks. Like, if you finish poorly, like, you're also going to be able to fall back on the fact that, like, we just played some of the better teams in the league. And I don't know whether that will make much difference or not. 
and that was the gripe for uh, a lot of Cowboys seasons was um, even their best seasons, they finished like shit. Like they, they were inevitably they'd lose the game at Philadelphia when Philadelphia wasn't good. Um, and it would keep them from getting to the playoffs or, you know, or cost them, uh, I mean, basically the playoff spot. I think it happened two years in a row. Uh, I don't know. I hope Garrett gets fired, but I also hope that they do fine. Cause our dealer, I like Dak Prescott. I like, um, there's not really a player on their team. I hate, I hate that Jason Witten's on there. I'll take that back. Get him. Going. Yeah. I, I think it. I, I think it was just an unnecessary thing to bring him back. Yeah, it's it's. it's do you, where do you like Jason Witten more on the Cowboys or oh in god. the booth? Oh god, I knew I knew that was uh, riding shotgun with Booger on his little machine. Mm, uh, on vacation with Tony Romo in the playoffs is where I like him. <laughs> That's what the only acceptable in Cabo. In Cabo, all day. Uh, I'm going to hop over to the Redskins so I don't get too in the weeds there. Um, so Case Keenum, I think, is going to be starting because McCoy's still hurt. Uh, it's probably the right I call. Think that's smart. Yeah, I think it's the right call. Um, I think the year is going to end up being a, a decent year. I think they're going to go from anywhere from like, I say decent. They're going to go seven wins or nine wins. Like they're going to kind of float in that eight and eight hell because I think they're going to find out a lot of the people they have, whether like Doxon is an actual legit receiver that can stay healthy, uh, what they have in like Trey Quinn uh, and what they have on defense because they kind of got a weird, a weird combination of good, bad. Yeah. You know what? And that's, that's actually a really good point. So like, I think this year, the thing I'm most excited for is, if Bryce Love gets time, what he does. If Haskins get time, gets time at quarterback, what he does. And Montez Sweat on defense being, uh, to them, what I think it was, was it a Rackpo that went to the Redskins? And that first year was like pretty electric, like doing a lot of crazy shit as a pass rusher. Well, Kerrigan's still there, right? Yeah, yes. And with Montez Sweat also there, who's just a pure athlete, that'll be interesting. Uh, Player to watch, kind of building on that, um, those young pieces. I think Trey Quinn is going to end up being uh, a star for him because I think it's going to work really well in their system. Um, but also, he's an SMU guy, and if there's anything SMU does, it's produce receivers uh, at this point. Yeah, uh, wide receiver U is a lot of people refer to him. It's very common. Mm-hmm. Don't don't even worry about that. Uh, and then really short with the Giants, uh, I left it short here because I'll just read it. There hasn't been a more parallel offense to Barry Sanders' old Lions teams than there is currently with the Giants and Saquon Barkley. Uh, their defense is awful. Their offense is going to suck, and they're just going to watch. They're going to watch. They're going to hand it to Barkley or throw it to Barkley and let him do his thing. Uh, so that's going to be exciting, but probably not for him because he's going to be running for his life. And uh, I think that. I don't know who the receivers are going to end up being. Golden Tate's there, uh, but he's, he's I think Golden Tate for, got hurt, uh, right? Like it's, it's no, he's out for the first four weeks uh, because he got uh, got busted for PDs. Sterling Shepard's out. Oh, okay, cool. And yeah, then, so um, I have no idea. I don't. I don't know what happens. Eli maybe dies this year <laughs> on the field, and then they just bring in his his younger clone. 
Yeah, yeah, his clone. Yeah, his clone that just has like a slightly better education because he went to Duke instead of Ole Miss. Uh, so, I'm gonna do the final standings real quick. So, uh, I wanted to do things kind of differently, and our producer Kyle from Texas actually helped out with this. He wanted me to do the final standings predictions by sexual positions. Um, but I'm not a slut like him. So instead I did uh, sexual kinks. So there's going to be two answers for each, each of these. Uh, but I'm going to start kind of from the bottom and work up. You know what? I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to go top to bottom. Which okay. is not a sexual position, just to be clear. Uh, How about that? I guess, I mean, I guess it technically could be. So uh, Kyle from Texas uh, said that uh, the Cowboys, who I think are going to win the division, uh, is missionary. Uh, old people like it. It's been around for forever. It gets the job done, but not super exciting. Uh, I have them as the sexual kink. Uh, a MILF. Uh, it's taken more years than it should have. <laughs> it's taken with <laughs> the Cowboys are uh, a MILF or, or they're, they're MILF, a MILF kink. Uh, it's a very old people friendly, should. clearly. Yeah, this, I mean, if you've been to Dallas, this makes sense. Uh, and you haven't. Uh, i Jerry Jones in a wig. Yeah, MILF. MILF. Always a leg of kink where, like, they just make clear at the beginning of the porn that the couple is married. <laughs> 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 One of them is doing the bills, inevitably. And the, and the other one's, like, kind of spinning the ring finger. <laughs> Hi, hi, wife. Nice to see you. It's like, okay, cool. So this is going to be one of those. Um, For some reason, water usage gets them off. <laughs> yeah, the fact that yeah, the fact that their electric bill lowered by twenty means like it's a uh, it's going to be a cream pie night, honey. <laughs> uh, so Cowboys milf. Uh, it's taken more years than it should have for the Cowboys to get where they're at, and while they have an extremely attractive potential across both the offenses and the defenses. Actually, just singular, not plural. I don't know why I said it like that. Uh, their, defenses. Ul- their ultimate success may be determined by a wayward son who may not play. Uh, Zeke says he's you're not his real dad. Uh, uh, second place, I think, are the Eagles. Um, uh, Kyle from Texas says uh, the sexual positions, which I don't know if this is. I think it could probably be a kink, too. Uh, the Eagles are ass to mouth. Um, only uh, gross people like it and 99% of its popularity is based in Philadelphia Uh, and then I have the Eagles as uh, I have the Eagles as choking Um, and I said their offense has the uh, potential to be really exciting uh, and you know maybe even have your heartbeat racing but without sufficient restraint uh, read offensive line health it can become pretty dangerous for Wentz and the team's hopes. Uh, so choking for the Eagles. The Giants, uh, Kyle has dry humping. Not fun at all, but occasionally it'll get you off because the random Super Bowl. Um, and then I have uh, the Giants is cuckolding. Uh, their offense is basically just going to watch every opposing defense hammer their running back into a pulp despite his efforts. Uh, and then uh, finally, the Redskins in this place. Uh, Kyle says over the clothes with slightly heavy petting. That's pretty self-explanatory. I don't need to even get into that. 
Uh, and I I've have got them a as... question about this in a second. Okay, cool. And I have the Redskins as furries. Uh, the fact that they, their nickname, even exists is disturbing. Uh, and to keep everything and they're going to probably defecate on the field week in and week out to be more like their animal counterparts. Uh, and I mean the furries, not uh, Native Americans, to be clear. What was it your could, question, it could have also been a Well, it could have also been an ankle or leg fetish. <laughs> Happened Ooh. last year to the quarterbacks, but um. <laughs> so you think that the Redskins are going to come in last? Come in last with a record where they've got seven to nine wins. Let me take back the seven to nine wins. It's <laughs> a good point. Uh, Do you think I they actually... get seven to nine wins if they bring in Kaepernick? God almighty. I think, uh, let me switch that. Giants last, Redskins third. I, I swapped my order in here because I have it in one order on one and one in the order on the other. So, Giants last place. I guess I was ranking mostly that furries were worse than cuckolding. That's probably why I like that. Okay. Kyle, I think you said that, I think you said that to justify your kinks uh, multiple times during our lunches. Yes, yes, that's 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 how I lead off every lunch. I feel like they kind of, they also kind of like, that, like fought, like cross each other's boundaries too, right? Furries and cooks, they're kind of like definitely a cross section in there. You think you're more likely to be cuckolded if you're a furry? Absolutely, yes. Or that you're if more. If there are any furries that listen, by all means, give us a call. Yeah, at, uh, uh, at, at, at Juicing yeah. Pod. Let us know how. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let us know. Hey, keep it quiet. Us, no uh, reason CC, to make it loud. CC Corwin. <laughs> uh, just, just because I like to sit in the corner wearing my bunny outfit. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> With a lamp that sways back and forth. All right, uh, let's do uh, Joshua Tracy. Do you want to kick off with the AFC East? Poor thing. Uh, that is my uh, my division. The the <laughs> terrible swamp that is my division. Um, all right, your, we'll start with the again, least. So can, I don't think we've specified it. My team uh, has the unfortunate honor of being the Jets. Um. They provided some bright points over the years, but a lot of disappointment, uh, to put it lightly. Um, yeah, yeah. It's funny because, like, when you're a kid, you don't realize it. So I had, like, a really good time going to games, and I saw, like, a few, like, you know, good Chad Pennington years. But as I've grown older, I've just gone, I can't believe my family's been putting up with this shit for 50 years. My <laughs> God. Uh, they so. still just think of Joey Namath. Yeah, it's amazing what Namath did for that franchise in terms of hope. Yeah, and now he just kisses people on the sideline. <laughs> so you know he's been so really just representing the fan base there. Ah, uh, yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty accurate. Yeah. Um. All right, so I'll start with the team I think is going to finish the worst, uh, or the the at uh, the bottom of the division. Um, and it's I'm I'm going to say it's going to be the Dolphins. I have the Dolphins. Corey and I both agree. We got them at like four and twelve. Um, there's just not a lot of good that's happening on this Dolphins team. They're old. They're bad. Um, the points at which they're young, they're not especially talented. They spare a few different positions. Um, Josh Rosen is just a massive question mark. Although he is my uh, player to watch. 
he could end up having a great season. He could end up being just as bad as he was in Arizona. And in this division where you have to play the Patriots twice, that's not going to get you very far. So um, I also have, um, I don't have, I should, I should clarify. Corbin also has Preston Williams, a wide receiver who is an undrafted free agent as an interesting player to watch as he was a um, highly recruited high school player, but some off the field issues caused him to not get drafted. So at least I guess they could possibly have a fun connection between Rosen and him to look forward to, but I don't see much going for a relatively depraved Dolphins team. Uh, I think this will be a, a, a big rebuilding year for them as they start to shed older players and old contracts and stuff. And Preston uh, Williams is huge. He's like six foot five. If anybody doesn't know that, um, <laughs> he was a lot of fun at Colorado State. Well, yeah, I totally knew that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I got it right here in my notes. I don't know how much college football <laughs> you want. <laughs> oh, it, 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 my college didn't have a team. I went to a small state school. Like we we, we were D three. We didn't have a football team, so like I never got into it. So whenever I hear people school? talk about it, I'm like, how do you keep track of it all? What'd you say? Was it a Sunni school, Josh? I don't know. It was uh, way up in North Jersey, just on the border of New York. It's called Ramapo College. Shout out oh, to Ramapo. my to my alma mater. Oh, that's the yeah. US my school is funny as fuck because Ramapo. Um, we were new, like a newer school. We were found in the '60s, and they try to. Their, our nickname was the Roadrunners because we didn't have any like athletics buildings and shit. So all of our teams had a, were the away team for the whole season, <laughs> and so my school dead ass thought that they could get away with just taking the Warner Brothers Looney Tunes Roadrunner and making that shit the school mascot up until Warner Brothers is like, no, like you can't do that. Stop. So, um, so they're basically now, Six Flags University. <laughs> now our our, uh, our school mascot is an anatomically correct Roadrunner, uh, which is um, just hilarious. They're going to say it's Wile E. Coyote now. I it's wish they would just keep going through the Warner Brothers properties and just making them all mad and whatnot, but no, no, they didn't do that. Now, now it's just a the... painting of a gym that people keep running into <laughs> on a wall. <laughs> I mean, it's D3, it so it might as well be. It's just Acme on the outside of it. They're going to run through that, like, the inflatable tunnel into a football game, but it's got some painted brick wall. <laughs> they just do it everywhere. They can't stop it. <laughs> that 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 sums it up pretty pretty evenly. Um, the second to last place team I have, uh, the third place team I have in this division is the Bills. Um, I'm going to be Ooh. a bit of a homer when I get to the Jets, so I'm going to throw the Bills under the bus here. Oh. Um, because I don't really like Josh Allen, either one of them. No, I don't know about the other one, but I don't I don't think the quarterback's going to really be doing as much as I think people think. I think he's got a cannon of an arm. But um, and he's got great mobility, but I'd say he's like, I don't think he's got enough there to make a complete game. Like, like one of the reasons that guys like Cam Newton are so great is because he's a legitimate passing threat in addition to being a legitimate running threat. And I think Josh Rosen's got a legitimate running threat, but there's not a lot there that tells me from what I saw of him playing last year that he's going to be anything special in a pocket. Um, he can air the ball out really well, but if your team has a good secondary, I don't think that's going to get you very far. Do you think so, Bortles-esque? 
think he'll end up being better than Bortles. That's not hard. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's a low. It's a low bar. Um, <laughs> I, I think he'll bar. be like. I think he'll be like Walmart brand Brett Favre with the arm. Like, oh, he throws it really far. There's no one there, but he threw it really far. So like uh, a worse <laughs> Romo. That might be a worse Romo. Jay Cutler too. Ooh, Jay Cutler. Yeah. Good one. Oh, yeah, I think his legs do make him legs. interesting, but like I don't think he's going to be good. I, I think he'll be, I think he'll be just good enough to keep the Bills mediocre while hoping for him. Like you know how like the like the Miami Dolphins fans kept saying, "This is Tannehill's year. He's finally going to break out," and then he just never did. I think that's going to be Josh yeah, Josh Allen. <laughs> well, um, I think if he's like, just going to jump through a. Uh, just, just jump through a bunch of burning tables. So maybe the uh, maybe the stadium burns down, much like the Amazon, Josh. You can hope. Tough. <laughs> they can only be so lucky. Do you think that the, a small question you don't have to go further into, but do you think that the fact that he's on the Bills and their lack of quarterback development, basically since Parcells, it feels like. It, like it, I guess my other question. Would you feel like he was so destined to be average if he was with the Patriots and learning under Tom Brady, for instance? To say, I'm, I'm going to say probably, no, I think he'd probably be better under the Patriots because for one thing, everyone, the Patriots as a team are so well coached that you probably can very easily predict what your teammates are going to do, that they're going to do it well, that they're going to do it exactly as it got drawn up to the best of their abilities and then you also get Tom Brady. So I think you would put pretty much, and that's one of the reasons the Patriots succeed and why when I get to them, they're just such a boring team because they're always going to be good because it's just so plug and play at such a high ability. It's crazy. Um, I think what's going to, but what, one of the things that might end up happening, and I, I think we see this like every now and then, is that it's going to be this question for like a year or two is that is what's going on? a quarterback issue like is Josh Allen not living up to his potential right or is it a coaching issue where the coaches aren't bringing more out of Josh Allen and that we could end up seeing kind of a waffling between the two before something gives right, right. um cuz uh, they basically well, did that with um uh well what's his name he went to the Browns uh Tyrod Taylor yep where it was like, oh, yeah. Tyrod's got good legs. He doesn't throw super great. He throws fine enough, but are the Bills not capitalizing on his actual abilities? Like, is there more that the coaches should be doing, or is this just who Tyrod Taylor is? And they you found know? their way into the playoffs with him. So. Somehow. Well, and it's too. I didn't realize that Josh <laughs> Allen led the team in rushing last year, too. Did. <laughs> by like a hundred. It helped that LaShawn McCoy was hurt, but yeah. 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 And Chris Ivory was average. Chris Ivory's average. I keep way. forgetting he's still in the league. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even hear that name. After what he did in Jacksonville, every time they spent, gave a bunch of money, then he'd come in and just fumble. It's all he did was fumble. Got kind of started now. Which is crazy because his Jets tenure was actually like pretty decent. Good. He was, he was yeah. the only guy we had on offense for like a while. Yeah, no, he was, anyway. he was productive there. Yeah, no, I, he actually really... I was rooting for him when he went to Jacksonville, and then I was like, oh, no, Chris, why? Um, but, okay. <laughs> you hate, you oh, oh well. You hate to see it. You hate to see it. <laughs> he left. Fuck him. Uh, let's go to the Jets. Gangrene. Uh, so a more realistic 
record for them might be seven and nine. You could even stretch it to eight and eight. I'm going to be optimistic for once in my life, and I'm going to say nine and seven. Um, Ooh. That's right. That's right. We played the the Giants, who are terrible. We could finally put one over on them. We played the Eagles this year, which is going to be an interesting game because, believe it or not, in the entire history of these two franchises, the Jets have never beaten the Eagles. Um, we're like 0 for 10 or 0 for 11 against them. And uh, something's got to give eventually, right? Fingers crossed. Yeah, it's a really weird one. I don't understand magic, it either. Magic number 11. <laughs> Here comes Snake Eyes. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Uh, but I think they'll also feast on a weak division because I don't think Miami is going to be very good. I don't think Buffalo is going to be very good. I'm not going to say we're going to sweep either one of them, but I think we'll at least be able to get, uh, you know, two out of four wins there in addition to a few others outside of uh, outside of the division. I think uh, the second year of Sam Darnold progressing a little bit, a massive coaching overhaul, which was desperately needed, uh, as well as uh, rookie Quentin Williams boasting up the defense a little bit, which has unfortunately suffered some injuries, but he's still poised to be a little bit hopefully more complete than it was last year makes the jets at least a more interesting team than they've been in the past. And I'm hoping that they can just capitalize on that a little bit, have an offense and a defense. That's just good enough to get them through a season because in seems like in years past, it's been one or the other and they've had a kind of just either outscore opponents or uh, hope the defense can contain and I'm hoping that with this coaching change, the whole lot of it, as well as a second year of what could be our franchise quarterback, could finally bring the Jets to not be just so bone-crushingly subpar. Well, I think your offensive coordinator, uh, Logan, I don't know how to say his last name, Logains? Dowell Logan. no idea. Um, God, he's an Arkansas boy. Uh, he just come. He came from Miami, uh, where they finished with the thirty-first best offense. So, I think uh, I think that bodes well for you guys. <laughs> Along with yeah, so case. the whole coaching situation is is got me like it's got me nervous and excited. So on the one hand, wow, um, Adam Gase didn't have a great tenure in Miami, <laughs> um, nor did uh, yeah Dowell Legains. Uh, but I mean, I'm going to say, name. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah. How do you name Boy, your, no how games. do you name your child after like a piece of wood? Dowell McGains. Anyway, um, I'm, I'm going to keep my fingers crossed that it was a Miami issue because, you know, you heard all those stories like Miami's owner is telling the coaching staff what to do. And like, you know, the, the talent of the players themselves, like wasn't shit. So I'm just going to kind of, I'm just trying to be optimistic. <laughs> this team's given me so little to root for. Can I tell you guys? Have they offered you the? Uh, have they offered you the GM position yet? <laughs> uh, uh, I I want to have a joke for that, but unfortunately, I'm not fast enough. So no. Would you, <laughs> can I tell you all an interesting uh, Dow? It's pronounced Loggins. Turns out uh, a Dow Loggins fact. Yeah, lay it on me. Uh, he was a quarterback for the University of Arkansas. And his career line uh, was two rushes for five yards as a quarterback and one pass, one completion, and 11 yards. So, 
feeding into the numbers, right? You've maybe listened to the conspiracy episodes. That's a lot of ones. I think this being the 11th game against the Eagles, maybe you guys have a chance. I have hope that he's going to carry that perfect passer rating and just sprinkle <laughs> that little bit of magic over our uh, over our team. Over his three and, plays, they <laughs> three plays in college they put him in for. And Dowell Loggins' father's name was Lincoln. Fuck off! <laughs> uh, I can't even go Kenny. No, I didn't want to go. Oh, that have been beautiful. I wanted to go Lincoln. It's keeping the anyway. it's keeping the wood theme here, okay? Um, the Patriots, like I said, I think they're going to come out on top of it. It's such a boring prediction. It's been the same shit for like 18 years. Um, I'm going to put them at 12 and four. Uh, Josh Gordon could be back. We'll see how long this one lasts. Um, and, uh, Chase Winovich, the edge rusher that they drafted in the third round. Uh, he seems like he could be an interesting pick. Um, See if he really does anything, but too, by and like most Patriot picks. Once they put on the uniform, I, I tend to have that opinion of them regardless. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the Patriots are boring. They're always good. They're never good in like a too interesting of a way. They're just kind of like, it's like, you know what it's like? It's like, you ever, you ever like try to play a computer in chess and it never does anything crazy. It just beats you. That's the Patriots. They're 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 the they're the chess computer of, of sports. You're so right. Just, they do they make practical moves, and you're just like, fuck. Why can't we do that same thing? And it never works. All I did was move one spot, uh, yeah. and you've hit me five times. I'm dead. Why is your pawn taking my queen? Why did I allow that to happen? Yeah. <laughs> <Jeff. laughs> Yeah, they, they they somehow just pull some shit. It doesn't matter who gets hurt. It doesn't matter that they draft nobody. It doesn't matter if they uh, they didn't sign any cool free agents. They're gonna they send players away for wanting to get paid more, like an average employee, and and they're, they're still just like, yeah, no, we won the Super Bowl that year. They draft yeah. offensive linemen with the thirty first pick. Yeah, just, it's like they've got a team of Kurt Warners, like guys that used to be great. Like they're oh cool, you you play in like a rugby league and you bag groceries. Like you're uh, you're now our third leading receiver. Cool, welcome. Uh, glad to have you. Don't look Belichick in the eye. This is a side <laughs> note, but I think that Jim Rat is like the least interesting storyline that the media keeps trying to make us think is interesting. You're going to tell me I should be impressed by the fact that this guy spent this professional athlete spent a lot of time in the gym. I am not <laughs> impressed. <laughs> yes, are I'm you more impressed? Prepared. Are, you, are you more impressed by people who work out a lot or that take their lunch pail to the games and are just scrappy? <laughs> I'd be more impressed if players were eating at like Taco Bell, like that. That I want to see your workouts have some risks to it. <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah, down a yeah. Crunch wrap supreme. Yeah, yeah. Do you eat? Do you put another twenty pounds on the deadlift bar, or do you enchant like you're just shitting yourself because you had two cheesy gordita crunches before practice? <laughs> yeah, let's make this shit a gamble. Then well, I watch the, the XFL football coming. Football. We got the XFL coming soon, so we're probably pretty close. <laughs> yeah, you want to oh, set I'm the ready. bar low. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so to, just to recap, I think it's going to be Pats at the top, uh, fingers crossed at Jets in second, but I think that they could be very easily interchanged with the Bills in third. 
but uh, Miami, Miami not doing so hot there at the bottom. Yeah, I think that's. I don't have. It, I don't have a card with that at all. No. I think those those bottom three teams are basically interchangeable. Uh, I, I think you're probably right, but I'm gonna go with the way I got it, yeah, and uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna pray. I'm cheering for the Jets to get the wild card to prevent the Browns from getting it. That's all I want. I want the Bills to be in last. Understand. Honestly, and it's funny because like I've talked to like other AFC East fans, um, and the thing that unites Jets, Bills, and Miami fans is just we're just tired. We're just bored. It's boring. Like I've, every single Bills and Miami fan I've ever talked to is like, I don't care if the Jets win the division. Just make the Patriots stop winning the division. Shit ain't I, fun because you eventually just stop hating them. Yeah, that's the league. I feel like honestly, but everybody's just tired. And then everybody hates the yeah. Bills and Dolphins because this is like these motherfuckers have had how long to figure it out? Um, can you guys please, please get somebody in there that can help? <laughs> stop allowing them to go five and one or six and zero oh in their home division. <laughs> yeah, every- five and one lose to the Dolphins. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Alrighty, do we want to jump over to uh, uh, Brexit, Josh? Our Josh. Yeah, man. What uh, what division would you like me to take you on a magical journey through first? Oh, well, I doubt that the North is going to be magical. So let's do the South. I'm I'm voting South. Yes. Tell me how good Cam Newton's shoulder is. <laughs> All right, let's. He do just this leaves today's game injured. Oh my God! No, he did. Did he leave today's game injured? Did oh, he really? Right. Right. So, oh man, that Josh, just, pretty that sure just he did. plays what? into my uh, that plays into my entire thing so perfectly. So uh, that's the perfect great. segue. Josh throwing up a, a softball for Josh. You love to see it fall. <laughs> <laughs> so I will go from a foot injury after sack. Oh Lord! Uh, I'll go from bottom to top for the standings in the division. Uh, so I'm going to start with. Uh, the Panthers. Uh, I think the Panthers are going to bottom out. Uh, I think they're going to come last in their division. And uh, so the way I've sorted it out, I have their star player, their biggest liability, and then I tried to give them a Premier League comparison uh, just for the sake of doing something different. So the Panthers, uh, their star player, Cam Newton, right? He pretty much is what makes the entire team tick when fit. Um, You can ask questions as to just how good he is, but... Uh, he's took him to a Super Bowl, um, even with bang average wide receivers. Uh, he seems to get the job done uh, almost on charisma alone sometimes. Um, but his biggest liability, uh, the biggest liability absolutely has to be Cam's shoulder. Uh, we've got an inside source uh, that says that Cam's shoulder is definitely not all that. And now he's just left with a foot injury. So clearly just his body is falling apart at the tender age of 20-something. Uh so probably due to all the weight that's been on his back for the last three or four years since they drafted <laughs> him. Because <laughs> uh, he is, he's been a one-man band over there for a long, well, over here for a long time. Um, he's the same in college, Josh, in terms of dragging. Oh, really? a pretty A pretty decent team, but like offensively, he was dragging a lot of people around. Where was he at? What college was he at? Auburn. He was at Auburn for a year. Oh, gotcha. All right. For, he was only there for a year. Yeah, we got kicked out of Florida for uh, stealing computers. 
Oh, fantastic. <laughs> and um, and maybe then that's what went to a junior college. Yeah. Just lifting all those computers around. Yep. Uh, okay. So, yeah, star player Cam, biggest liability, his shoulder. Um, Premier League comparison. Uh, I've gone with West Ham United. Uh, so, just like West Ham, uh, with Lanzini fit, West Ham are a very fun side uh, and can actually make moves to be a decent team. But if you lose him, you not only lose the best player in the team, but they then go from an exciting, fun attacking side to a somewhat boring, one pace side that is destined for mediocrity at best. I like that comparison a lot. Third place, the Falcons. Really? Star player, yes. Star player, Julio Jones. Julio Jones, obviously. He's like a monster, continues to keep catching passes. You're not uh, giving enough love to Matt Schaub. You're right, I'm not. Um, I looked at the depth charts earlier and about shit my pants to see what was sitting behind Matt Ryan. <laughs> I mean, everybody's is bad, right? There's not a single backup quarterback uh, barring one that we'll lucky. get to. Excuse me, Matt Schaub is, is probably the best backup in the league, so you can hold... Uh, well, do you know what, Marty? We'll get to that. You just need to hold Matt, your horse. Matt Schaub, um, does not wear, he does not wear number eight. He wears number infinity sideways. <laughs> It's the most ridiculous thing I ever heard in my life. It's a terrible sentence. <laughs> it's a wonderful sentence. You don't understand how great Matt Schaub is. <laughs> so bad. Um, so, the <laughs> biggest liability is their defense, right? Like, pretty much overall, it's been their, the thing that's cost them everything um, since I've really been paying attention to the sport. 28-3, uh, right? It's kind of a meme at this point. Um, so the head coach uh, has now become their defensive coach as well, like their coordinator or whatever. He is taking over from this year. Um, I don't know how experienced he is as a uh, like defensive-minded um, coach. He must fancy himself one because he's just put himself in that role. Dan uh, was in Seattle as a defensive coordinator before um, he took the head coaching job. There you go then. So hopefully uh, their biggest liability being their entire defense being like a sieve uh, will kind of clog up because if he has the kind of... Was he there for the Legion of Boom stuff? I think, I think he's there like, for, for early Legion of Boom stuff. Yeah, like, the first year maybe. Right. So, I mean, if he has that, um, you know, we have all the chances in the world of them doing well, but uh, I still fancy them with third place. Um, their Premier League comparison uh, is Leicester, uh, a once great side that now seems to be happy just being in amongst the middling teams. Uh, very flimsy at the back, but still full of pace and power up top. Uh, and both of them are destined to do a whole load of nothing this year. Hmm. For I think my, my wife would fight you. Oh, well, no. luckily, we're, uh, luckily we're quite far apart, so I don't need to worry about that too much. So, so Dan Quinn, he left Seattle and got hired as the head coach in Atlanta after uh, having the number one overall defense in 2014 with Seattle. Yes, because I'd seen him been with Atlanta since 2015, but he only just took up the like the defense side this year. So maybe he's just had enough of seeing other people try and make it work. And he's <laughs> kind of just like, right, forget it. I'll do it myself. Um, we'll see well, how that works Well, it's also one of those out. things that they were extremely hurt right up the middle last year, losing 
both of their starting safeties, their starting middle linebacker, and like one of their starting defensive tackles, like real early in the season. They lost them before the season. So that definitely set them, set them back last year. But, yes, it has been a consistent story down there in Atlanta. And they promptly drafted an offensive line with their first-round pick to address those concerns. Well, well, no, that's the other thing is that Matt Ryan took way too many damn hits last year. Trust me, I watched way too much Atlanta football last year because of my wife. My wife. My wife. <laughs> so, second place, um, and I'm trying to be as complimentary as I can, Tampa Bay will become the second place team in the NFC South. Uh, and the reason I'm trying saying that I'm trying to be complimentary is because I have their star player as their entire collective. Uh, there isn't actually anybody really that stands out as their like talisman, um, but together they tend to pull off decent results as long as they're not absolutely hamstrung at quarterback uh, or Winston isn't doing something absolutely insane. Um, but uh, once they do, that they're going to take second place in the division through the power of friendship. Yes. <laughs> I, think, I think he's. I think he's got some credit with Arians too, because I think Arians going to help things. Ooh, that's. I can't wait to see his new color of Kangol hat. <laughs> and they were already a, a pretty good side defensively in that second half of last season. Like they were very uh, kind of under the radar because you had the Rams and the Bears and a couple of the other teams like just slapping people down. Uh, their defensive record towards the end of the season was pretty good. Um, I think they're going to grow and kind of continue to move in that direction. Uh, similar to the Falcons, but kind of the other way around. They're the yin to the yang. Like, I think their defense is going to be good. It just depends on what their offense does. Um, if they fall apart, then same for the Falcons. Like, I think it's going to be a toss-up between the two. Uh, their biggest liability has to be Sue. Uh, because he might kill someone or he might kill himself uh, in or out of a game because nobody knows. Um, but any team that has him on their uh, starting roster is an immediate liability for me. Uh, he is the just he's just a nut job. So he is my biggest liability. He could and, be their um, kicker if they need and, him to be. And just can we have a moment of silence for um, speaking of which uh, moment of silence for Jeffrey Epstein, please. Can I ask how he's related to Sue, please? Because you said Sue's going to kill himself. <laughs> oh, gotcha. gotcha. Or is Sue going to get involved with in crime? Go ahead. You know what? Let's do the Premier League. <laughs> Sue body. Sue body oh, count. A whole different podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Sue body count. <laughs> Sue body count. <laughs> so, so Premier League comparison. Uh, and I'm, I'm kind of sad that we're doing this remote because I wanted to see Carl's face, but I have them as Watford. Oh, oh, yes. um, and my reason being, and this is still going to get him upset, um, it's kind of a team you sometimes forget even exists in the league. Um, <laughs> That's about right. But they are also most certainly a product of their collective. Um, they don't have those star names that stand out, and yet they are definitely capable of performing uh, well and surprising people. And just like Watford did last season, whether they end up doing it this season or not, who knows, um, because it's super early on. But I have a feeling that Tampa might be this year's Watford from last year. I think they're going to finish pretty well 
Um, I think they're going to do well all the way through the all the way through the year. So and Troy Deeney has been known to eat them W's. So fact, could you, you think, imagine you uh, Sue and... versus Deeney? <laughs> Who do you think's the biggest comp, Kyle, to Jameis on on a Watford? Oh God, Isaac Success. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's an absolute falsehood, right? Because he has success in his name in the first place and Winston ain't got it, so... And he's got wins yeah. in his. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like I'm missing out on great banter because I don't watch soccer at all. Oh, I know. No. I you thought know, that was probably the fan. case, and yeah. yet... Just tell me which which team I should root for. Whoever you want. Uh... <laughs> Anybody but Crystal Palace. I'm giving you the opportunity to indoctrinate me. (laughs) I've already done it once. I'm tired from doing it with Marty. (laughs) (laughs) It didn't take very long to get me involved, to be fair. Uh, It didn't. And when he he asked for people to sell, I said, I I looked at Marty and go, I'm not selling you on Wofford. (laughs) (laughs) So, final. You like middling teams. Look at Wofford. There you go. (laughs) Hopefully. Right. Yeah, this year we don't know. Two so I'm not like moving on to the final, like the top spot, and it's kind of boring in the way that the Patriots are boring, right? I feel like they're almost a shoe in, uh, but they do it a lot nicer. So um, the Saints are going to win the division. Um, their star player, Alvin Kamara, um, one of the best backs in the division. He is like uh, Tyreek Hill and Tarek Cohen on steroids. Um, he can play out of the back. He can catch out wide. Um, he's pretty much an all-purpose elite offensive weapon wherever you put him. Um, and honestly, just him alone is probably worth two wins in a season by himself. Um, I think he is that good. Uh, so he absolutely is their star player. Their biggest liability, however, is their mentality. Um, they have a hell of a hangover to recover on from uh, from the manner of their loss last year. Uh, the fact that they've literally overhauled a rule rule uh, and brought a new set of rules in um, due to the manner of their defeat. Uh, there's a lot of teams all the way through different sports, and you know I know that uh, JT, you watch hockey, uh, Marty, college football, Kyle, basketball. I'm sure that you can probably all name teams that have had a kind of heartbreak at the end of a season and they've not recovered into the next one, despite their lineups being excellent. Um, so it's going to be a case of whether that hangover carries into this new season or not. If they can overcome that mentality, uh, they are going to romp the league, no problem. Nice. And their Premier League comparison uh, is Liverpool. They're a fun, fast-paced attacking team. Uh, with an absolutely deadly front three. Uh, Firmino, Salah, Mane, uh, Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara, and Michael Thomas. Um, everybody wants to watch them because they're fun, unless you're their direct rival. So that is that is Liverpool. Thanks so That's much fair. today. We're going to have another crossover episode where one Josh convinces the other to cheer for a particular Premier League team, and the other... Josh convinces uh, which American League team to cheer for in baseball, and you ought to give us a book report. <laughs> like... I for the Yankees. Yes, the Tampa yeah. Bay Rays. No, that's a very, <laughs> a very <laughs> the, the, 
Ah, oh, there's just so many better ways to spend your summer. He'd be traveling. Just say there may be more between Tampa and Montreal. Oh God, there'd be there'd be there may be more pages in a history of the Rays than there are fans in their stands. One hundred percent. It's ridiculous. Alrighty, Kyle, you want to pick it back up with your last division? All right, I'm going to try to get through this one a little bit quicker, just because it's yeah. I, this is I'm going to try to just fire through this one. Uh, fourth place, Tennessee Titans. I don't, I don't agree with anything that they've really done. They lost their offensive coordinator to be the head coach for Green Bay. Um, you've got the wonderful quarterback controversy of Marcus Mariota versus Ryan Tannehill. So, that's fun. Um, they do have my boy Logan Woodside as their third third quarterback. Though. Nice. Um, hey. Delaney Walker, let's see how healthy he stays. Uh, I did like the pickup of Adam Humphreys because he was pretty damn good down in Tampa last year. Uh, but I don't know how he's going to be as really a number one option. Um, I, their offense really hasn't really improved to me. And Taylor Lewin is, is a trash human being, so... That's fine. Defensively, um, that's what they kind of just hang their hat on is their defense. They kind of ugly up games. And it's how, um, they've got Derrick Henry still on offense, but he, he, he came on strong late in the season and hasn't done much before that in his career. But, yeah, defensively, that's what they – they just hang their hat on their defense and ugly up games. Um, I don't think that that's going to be a particularly fun brand of football, and I – don't think that it's going to match up with the other teams in the division. Do you think this this season, just real quick, that this season their defense is going to have the toughest to fit, toughest test within the division with the offenses they're going to be playing with Falls, um, with the Colts and with the Texans? Um, Since at least Mariota's been there, let's just put that. Maybe. And the only caveat I'm going to put on that is. Well, there's two teams in there, and I'm going to kind of address them in a second. Okay. Um, that if they're good, then yes, then this is going to be the toughest time that they're going to have. But there's questions with quarterbacks coming up. Um, in third place, I'm actually going to go with the Colts. And the only reason I'm saying that is because they're already saying Andrew Luck might not be ready for week one. Oh. And... This might be the Jacoby Brissett show again. Is it his like, shoulder again, or has he got no, a new problem? It's it's uh, I think it's his calf. It's been hampering him all all uh, all preseason. Andrew and, Luck and lingering injuries. Name a more iconic duo. Exactly. I that scares me, and I I really I wanted him to do well because I liked him in college. Well, he was he's a good quarterback, but. He's just been so snake bitten, especially with the, the shoulder injuries and the botching of the surgery. And now, I mean, if this calf holds up, it is just a lingering issue. That he's going to be coming out of games. It's going to feel a little bit like Cam Newton issue, where he can't play half the season. And we've seen what happens when Jacoby Brissett's out there for yeah. for a full season. It's JT, ugly. JT, do you get nervous that Andrew Luck might be coming for the throne uh, as? 
Chad Pennington is the only two-time winner of the Comeback Player of the Year award? Uh, Because if luck happens to miss half the season this year, let's say, or misses most of the season on and off, and then the next season rips it up, he's almost certainly going to win that award, right? I I, I guess so. I mean, I'm I'm not so... Man, I, I I just feel bad for the dude because it seems like ownership just just really hardcore fucked with his entire career, or at least the coaching staff. Um, uh, yeah, sure. Uh, I'm 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 afraid he's gonna take two meaningless awards home and put them on his trophy uh, case. Well, it'll make your your uh, replica version of the trophy seem just null and void at that point. <laughs> Do you think players are proud, like 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 after their career of like the comeback player of the of the year award? Do you think they go like, yeah, yeah? You see, twenty seventeen, I was awful, but twenty eighteen, <laughs> I was great. <laughs> I, you know, you got something there, right there because not, not gonna lie, they had us in the first half, and then uh... <laughs> <laughs> I really turned it around. Um. <laughs> That's so true. Uh, I, I do think that the Colts did, you know, they, they added Devin Funches to be a number two to, to T.Y. Hilton, which I think is a better position for Devin Funches. The left side of their line looks really good with Costanzo and Quentin Nelson. Mm-hmm. Uh, their defense, I mean, it's a bunch of no-names, but they really got the job done last year. Um, I mean, they've got Reggie Ragland on team. They did bring in Justin Houston from Kansas City, uh, which I think is a nice signing, but it all hinges on on Andrew Luck. If he's there, I think they, they slide into number two. If he's not there, I think that they fall back to three. Possibly four, depending on what happens in Tennessee. They're just a... They're, an, they're impossible to predict. Um, second place, I'm going to go with my, my homer pick of Jacksonville. Um, but this is totally contingent on Nick Foles staying uh, right uh, right side up and not getting hurt because I don't think we need to see um, Gardner Minshew out there as a starter this year. No, as as glorious as his mustache is, don't need to see that. Um, I'm really worried about the tight end position. Jeff Swain to me is not really a number one, but we'll see what happens. Um, from watching so far tonight Foles looks like he was pretty sharp with his passes and it looks like D.D. Westbrook is going to be a favorite target of his so that I like that a lot um, and Fournette was running really really which was nice to see after the ridiculousness of last year um, defensively I think that they get back to an elite status this year uh, Josh Allen I think is going to be a gamer um, coming in as another edge rusher on the side of Ngakwe. Um I think that uh, Clayus Campbell and Marcel Darius are going to be great up the middle on those on those uh, pass on those passing downs, and I think that uh, the secondary is going to look strong again. Um, the big question is with the linebackers. Uh, Miles Jack is a returning guy in there, and as good as he is, it doesn't help that Telvin Smith decided to take a year off this year and they signed Jake Ryan, but he's still on the, on the PUP list. So 
I mean, they're going with Miles Jack and a bunch of rookies, uh, and Quincy Williams still isn't back yet. Uh, and he's been the most impressive guy, but when he comes back, from everything that I've heard from camp is that he's blanketing uh, running backs out of the backfield. Um, so I think that they're strong. I think that they're they get to like a nine and seven, um, nine and seven record. Um, and I think that like the Colts are like at an eight and eight. I think there's going to be a big clusterfuck in the middle there. Uh, but it's all going to come down to the Houston Texans. I think is the number one team. I think that their defense is too strong uh, with J.J. Watt, Jadavian Clowney, um, McKinney is on that, Whitney Merciless, Tayshawn Gibson's there now, um, Jonathan Joseph, Bradley Roby. Yeah, their their defense is is mean. And then on offense, you know, you got Deshaun Watson, who I think is going to have a breakout year. I think that he's going to look really, really good. Uh, then and you've got the best receiver in football, DeAndre Hopkins, um, alongside you know a Will Fuller and a Kiki Kuti, and um, yeah, I just I I think that they're just going to be too damn strong to take over. I think that you're looking at a twelve or eleven win season out of them. Yeah, it's hard to believe that uh, if Watson stays healthy, that they don't win the division pretty easily. Yeah. Well, their backup situation isn't terrible. It's AJ McCarron. I've seen a worse backup situation. Yeah, I'm not going to fight for AJ, um, but I, I won't. Yeah, there's plenty of worse places, worse worse yeah. starters. I'm oh, sorry, backups. One thing I was going to say, uh, really, really quick, to talk about bad backups and good backups. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, Kyle informed me today, is the backup at the New Orleans Saints. So I would say that he is a very good backup and better than uh, whatever the lad is on the Falcons. My, Moving on. Mm. Don't ever disparage Matt Schaub again. I will punch you in your stupid face. It, he'll do it, too. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's, uh, let's hop over to the NFC West. Um, so I'm, gonna, I'm not going to really talk about the Rams and the Seahawks because I think it's, they're kind of known entities at this point, you know, minus like the girly question mark for the Rams. Uh, I want to go over the 49ers. I think it's going to be really interesting to see if Garoppolo, A, has the goods, but B, gets comfortable after coming back from the ACL tier. Uh, but the team's also battling injuries on the other side with uh, Bosa, with D Ford, um, and the uncertainty in offensive line because their starting center and their guard are... They'll probably be back by week one, week two, but not practicing with Garoppolo certainly can't help. Uh, you've got a really young, uh, offensive core with like Debo, uh, Jalen Hurd, Kittle's still doing his thing. Um, they might be fun, but I think they're probably going to be like crash and burn fun. Uh, I also think that, uh, what's going to be crash and burn fun are the Cardinals. Uh, so I'm a huge Cliff Kingsbury mark. I'm a huge Kyler Murray mark. Uh, I think that they're... I think the offense is going to do just fine in the NFL. See who they signed today? No, who they signed today? Michael Trabtree. Really? Uh-huh. That's Trabtree is now a, a Cardinal. Well, he's going to fit in where Hakeem Butler is leaving off because he's probably going to miss the season. Mm. Um, Things going to decline first, uh, Crabtree or Larry Fitz? 
Ooh, Fitz is... Ooh. Damn, that's a good question. Uh, I think that... If so, the way the way Kingsbury runs, right, is the kind of that it's that air raid attack. I think what's going to end up happening, um, if I'm trying to channel the, the mind of Cliff here, is that Fitzgerald is going to be doing the type of stuff that we saw tight ends do out wide, like with the Gronks of the world, uh, Kelsey, because he doesn't have that top speed still, but he's still got a really physical aspect to his game, being able to go up and grab the ball and box people out. Uh, so I think he is almost going to work as a decoy with a lot of other moving parts, whether it be uh, Keyshawn Johnson, Christian Kirk, uh, now potentially Crabtree, um, and then you still got David Johnson coming out of the backfield. Uh, it's going to be kind of whatever the equivalent of like a, a beta a beta is for video game, I feel like it's what their offense is going to be. Uh, I think it's going to be... It's going to be like the Chiefs were last year in excitement, but I don't think they have the experience that the other positions that the Chiefs had, if that makes sense. So imagine, uh, you know what, Varsity and JV, both running the same offense, they're probably going to look more like the JV team than the Varsity team this year in comparing them to the Chiefs. Uh, But I'm excited about it. I don't know. Offensive innovation is only good for the league, um, in my opinion. And their defense is to be so bad, which is not going to be Kingsbury's fault. Honestly, like he inherited a pretty. Though, if you have, if you have to have one of your two units be bad, or I guess one of your three between special teams and shit, but like defense is the one you want to be bad because at least your team will suck, but be fun to watch. You know, I don't know. I feel like I'd rather my team throw like three hundred y- yards every game and lose. Lose thirty-eight to thirty-one every game. Yeah, I mean, at least it yeah. gives. It, it gives. It gives. And Kyle, maybe you can speak to this, but like, it gives. I feel like the fans hope too, right? When you lose thirty-eight to thirty-one, um, it's yeah. a little bit easier than losing like nine to three, and you're just like, "Fuck, we can't even get a first down." Um, I can tell you, last year, being a Jacksonville fan, anytime that a team kicked a field goal and went up three nothing, or went up seven nothing, or we kicked a field goal and they went up seven three. I felt like the game was over at that point. Start, start did not have space. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I legit did not think that um, that the team could score, and most of the time that was true. We beat the Colts six nothing late in the that's, season. That's it was awful, painful to watch. Then you also get to do fun shit when your team loses thirty eight to thirty one because you get to like be like ah oh, the refs they really fucked us we really had them all the way up to the fourth when like you didn't like you didn't at all oh if we yeah yeah. you're gonna start blaming random entities you know (laughs) yeah so i'm gonna do uh the final standings uh by current tv shows um i think uh yep so i'm gonna start at the bottom the 49ers are uh young sheldon (laughs) Uh, i think who can y'all hear the baby that was well timed uh, that was, that's great. That one really was well timed. Uh, so I think I don't think Garoppolo is the answer. The same way that Sheldon wasn't the most interesting character on Big Bang Theory, uh, and I think um, that's really all I got for the Forty ers To be honest, uh, the Cardinals. And- I'm gonna go ahead. Or don't. Are we all still here? Yep. 
Cool. That's going to sound great. Um, so the, <laughs> the Cardinals are the bachelor, uh, coach bro, hot as shit. Uh, a bunch of young players trying to fit his mold. Uh, if he picks, if he picked the right pieces, I think it could lead to a lot of happiness. And if he doesn't, then it's going to be just like any bachelor, just an absolute mess in a couple of years. Uh, the Seahawks I have as Chernobyl. Uh, watching the Seahawks run for a 1.2 yard gain over and over again is as predictive as seeing any comrade race towards the flame after the explosion. Uh, Russell Wilson is no doubt the science. <laughs> Russell Wilson is no doubt the scientist uh, who's going to end up saving the team from mediocrity, uh, but will probably end his career early because of bad play calling. Uh, Read cancer. Um, and DK Metcalf. Who's the one who demands the shutdown? Ooh, that's Russell Wilson, right? It's got to be the the. But then, is. like, so he's the so he's the one who drags them into the into the. Uh, Russell Wilson's going to be like like the president, where he's like, "No, everything's fine. Everything's fine. Don't look over there. <laughs> yeah, Get yeah. out of there. <laughs> everything's yeah. okay." Pete Carroll's <laughs> going to invite another like alt right speaker to go to the team again because he's already done that once because he's a big Joe Rogan fan, I guess. Uh, and then three point six yards per pass, not good, not bad. Not good, not bad. (laughs) Uh, DK Metcalf also looks like he was exposed to the Seahawks, their own deep state. They, you know what? Honestly, they have their entire downtown area. I think it's called like Green Day. Is Friday, and every everybody's wearing Seahawks gear to work instead of suits. It's, It's weird. Haven't you heard? They're the twelfth man. It's very God important. Almighty. I just uh, there's gotta be at least one Texas A and M Aggie fan that listens to this podcast and is just screaming right now. Uh because they stole that bit from Texas A and M. Which I can't really defend them either. Uh and then the Rams finally are glow. Great storytelling. Uh, they have a quarterback that secretly isn't that bad, but he's doing everything he can to make people forget about his wrongdoings, uh, a.k.a. the Jeff Fisher era, and a uh, really good cast of characters that make a, a really fun show to watch. Um, and that Blake is... Bortles. And Blake Bortles. Goodness. Blake Bortles... No, I'm not going to even get into it. Uh, like, uh, Blake, Blake Bortles is silent rage. Blake Bortles <laughs> is going to have five rushing touchdowns this year on the goal line. What happens when golf gets hurt? They run the triple option. That's the best timeline. I'm wondering if the weird silence I'm getting is Kyle not, not is cutting out. Are y'all hearing? Kyle? Yeah, yeah, he's dropping in and out real bad. He's got a. He's got about a hundred feet. Uh, between him and the nearest router. Uh, and this is Mrs. on Facebook right again? Oh, doesn't yeah. matter. I'm Tell your wife to get off Facebook. And oh, you've done your data. I, I've got unlimited data. We can hear Don't you good now. Oh, wow. Let's into the first world Kyle over here with unlimited That's right. data. High tone. Yeah. Uh, get off cue, me. <laughs> cue, cue the fancy music. Uh, all right. <laughs> let's, uh, we're done with the <laughs> NFC West. Let's jump over to uh, JT with AFC North, I think, is next. Yeah. Oh, no. 
I think I'll start with the bottom because I had the easiest time with that. I think the 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 Cincinnati Bengals should be disbanded. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know why they continue to exist. They're they're God. Like at least like when the Jets are bad, they're bad. Um, and when they're good, like they're good. The Bengals are just. I forget they're in the league half the time. My God, are they the least interesting? They're always like they're good enough to not make the playoffs <laughs> or they're like bad <laughs> enough to not get a top 10 pick. Like yeah, they're, they're only they're relevant just... uh, in bad situations, right? Like if you're hearing about them, usually it's bad. They're good enough to get into the uh, to get in and maybe lose by 10 in the in the first round of the playoffs <laughs> and even when they lose it's not even like in an interesting way they're just a boring t- so i'm gonna put them as last because i don't know what they got going for them at this point um they've had really shit luck with a lot of their recent draft picks i don't know how they're um i forget who they drafted this, this year I'll, um, off the top of my head but they drafted honestly, Jonah just- williams from alabama and he's out the season <laughs> Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, all right. Well, then, since he got drafted by the Bengals, I'm sure he'll have a really long, successful career and probably make the Hall of Fame because they got a lot of those. Um, so, yeah. Um, fuck the Bengals. So, so, the next three teams, which means first, second, and third of that division, I honestly think you can make a cogent argument for any of them in any order. Um, so. Personally, I'm going to go with the Steelers still winning the division just based on um, kind of precedence and longstanding offensive talent with hopefully some defensive improvements for them. Uh, they Juju Smith-Schuster really showed what he's all about last year and that he could be a serviceable replacement for Antonio Brown. Um, they drafted Devin Bush inside linebacker in the first round who could ho- very hopefully step up and fill Ryan Shazier's shoes since he is uh, no Did longer Corwin, with the team. Did Corwin, your co-host, make you say that? It, he, he, uh, so high yeah. on Devin Bush. <laughs> Disgusting. He loves Devin Bush. Uh, yeah, he, he's, he's, he's full filth factory on Devin Bush. But, I mean, <laughs> I don't know anything, so I'm going to go with that. Uh, so he has the Browns taking second place in the division at 10-6. and six. I'm going to disagree I'm going to say the Browns are going to sit right around 500, maybe seven and nine only because I'm very big on like, you got to show it to me before I believe it. And the Browns showed a little bit, but until they're willing, until they're able to kind of shake being the Browns, I'm not sure I'm ready. I'm not sure I'm ready for a 10 and six Browns team. I'm not there emotionally. Um, I don't think they got Odell. Now they got, they drafted greedy Williams. Like, you know, they're all there. Uh, they got they got the people, but can they be the team? Who's so saying? Oh, there's Kyle again. Continue, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, their coaching staff is a huge question mark. The ownership's been meddlesome, uh, exceedingly so over the course of the last five years, especially. And I believe they have all the talent in the world on paper, but people also said that about the team last year before they still had a losing record. So I think that they could do well and that 10 and six as my uh, wonderful co-host Corwin has them at is probably their ceiling, but I say they're 
in my mind, they're more likely to be around where the Jets are at like a seven and nine, eight and eight. Which brings us to the Ravens, who, God, I have no idea what this team is. I have no idea what this team is. Um, they have Lamar Jackson, who is a guy. He's he has um, the quarterback position. I don't know if he can play it, but he's there. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see how Lamar Jackson compares against Kyler Murray this year, because yeah, I think really good. Yeah, on paper they're supposed to be relatively similar players. Yeah, I think the difference between the two uh, is like physically they're exactly the same. The difference is where Kyler is a little bit short, he's more accurate, and where Lamar is a little bit taller, he's less. I think they both have the cans. I think they both have the speed, Um, and and I think Kyler may be better at reading defenses in general. If I had to guess. I think you're right, and I think Kyler's going to have a better shot of likely elevating his offense, whereas Lamar Jackson's probably going to benefit a lot from better coaching. Um, at least, uh, I should say, more experienced coaching, because I don't want to dig at Cliff Kingsbury. No, I think um, you're right, though. I think you're right. You know, no Harbaugh's been there just in the NFL, right? Yeah. So I could see this team. If you told me that at the end of the season, this team went um, nine and seven, ten and six, and like made a good push at the division based off the strength of their defense and the question marks in the surrounding uh, teams in their division, I'd say, yep, okay. And if you said that this team just could not score points and became what the Jacksonville Jaguars were uh, last year, I w- and they finished, you know, like 5-11, and 6-10, and 10, I'd go like, yeah, okay, that sounds just as right too. I, I mean, I-, I feel like they're just an enigma of a franchise right now. So... I don't feel good about it, but the way I'm going to put them, put this division is Steelers on top. Um, I'll say, I'll say Ravens second based solely on the strength of their coaching staff, then the Browns, and then way below that is the Cincinnati Thundercats. <laughs> Thundercats sounds like the most XFL name uh, ever. <laughs> Uh, they're basically already that quality of team. Oof. They can take on the St. Louis Battlehawks. They do have the old uh, Rams oh, quarterbacks coach as their offensive coordinator now, so it'll be interesting what he does with Andy Dalton. If he can but how, how hard are we going to ride the dick of, of Rams coaching staff? Because, wow, is it just getting annoying. I mean, it's just it's everybody's seen that the, the Patriots assistants don't do anything. So they're just, it's a new flavor of the week, I think. <laughs> Right. Awesome. Uh, Josh, do you want to send us home with the NFC North? Yeah, uh, I will finish us off. Um, NFC North is probably one of the... uh, (laughs) Calm down. Uh, NFC North is probably one of the strongest divisions in the entire league, honestly, Um, barring the Detroit Lions, who I have in rock bottom last. Um, Their star player, Darius Slay, in my opinion. Uh, Probably the second best cornerback in the division, if not the best, in my opinion. Xavier Rhodes is obviously on the other end of that. Um, But I'm a massive fan of Slay, just personally. Um, If anything comes together on the defense for the Lions, a lot of the time it's him uh, either playmaking or doing something that ends up benefiting the entire uh, back line. So he is their star player. 
Um, not that it really helps because their biggest liability is their entire offense. Um, Matt Stafford, who's crap and overpaid. Uh, on Johnson, who is good but injury-prone beyond belief. Um, they have a wide receiver core of Golladay, uh, Marvin Jones, uh, Amendola, all inconsistent, injury-prone. Um, and there is absolutely no way on earth that any of those three will play 16 games this season. Um, and that really is the entire problem with their offense. They're too bad or too injured to be consistent enough to get anything going. Um, it also doesn't help that they're having to play two of the better defenses in the league twice a year. <laughs> um, so that definitely doesn't help them at all. Um, and their biggest uh, Premier League comparison is Bournemouth. Um, they have a young, inconsistent offense that has absolutely zero depth, um, but still manages to surprise a few teams every year despite that. Um, it also, they also seem to be liked um, by a lot of neutrals. Whenever I speak to people just like randomly at work and stuff, they seem to have a soft spot for the Lions, um, despite personally seeing an absolute plethora of reasons not to like them. Um, they seem to be one of those teams that people like. So, Bournemouth, welcome to Detroit. <laughs> I think I think a lot of Detroit, like, the feeling of meh about the like for any of their fan base is because they've... I mean, I think there's a lot of people coming from Michigan because it's uh, a, hell, a hell state. And then you combine that with just them not being that great. The same way I feel about the Cowboys is about how they feel about the Lions. Except that the Lions really never were great. Right. That they're, they're kind of the only thing I ever knew about the Lions before uh, I started following the support in any major capacity was that they were, they were incredibly bad <laughs> um, with their like on their season where they couldn't get a win. Um, so yeah, I don't get it, but. Third place in the division goes to Green Bay. Um, their star player, Aaron Rodgers, obviously. Um, most teams, in fact, every single team in the division, uh, in the league, are going to be affected by their um, first-choice quarterback going down, right? Like, there's, there is no team that's going to be like, oh, that's okay, like, we're good, other than maybe the Redskins. Um, but Aaron Rodgers takes them from a playoff team to a bottom two team in this division uh, immediately. So if you lose him, you're in big trouble. Sorry, my cat's meowing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> their biggest liability is their running backs. Is that backs. a euphemism for? <laughs> no, it definitely is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, biggest liability is their running backs. Again, um, they have not had a decent lead back in years. Um, they had one year with Fatboy Lacey uh, that I remember from when I was watching them. Um, but in the entire time that I've followed this sport, the Green Bay Packers have had a dog shit running back call, and they have not done anything to make that change. Um, they were all injury prone. They're all bang average. Um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to force Rodgers to throw as usual, um, which means he's got to have to have the ball in his hands. And when he's playing the Vikings and the Bears twice a year, uh, you're kind of asking for a, another one of those injuries that he got last year. So for that reason, I think they're in big trouble. Um, not as bad as the Lions, though. Premier League comparison uh, is Wolves. Um, they have little to no depth. Um, if they lose Neves, Martino, Jimenez, uh, they go from a top eight team to a bottom eight team very quickly. 
Um, similarly in Green Bay, uh, they lose Rogers, um, Devontae Adams. They're in big shit, and they become a very poor, not even a fun to watch um, NFL team. So they are sat in third place in the NFL NFC North. Yeah, they didn't, they haven't had a running back since Amon Green. Right? Uh, Ryan Grant would like to have a word. He can have all the words he wants. He's fine. The fact that I've never heard of those two names says everything we need to know about how long ago that was. Uh, in 2005, Sam Congato would like to also have a word. <laughs> Dorsey Levins wants to say something. <laughs> He's raising his hand in the back. So to wrap us up, two more to go. Uh, second place in the division, the Chicago Bears. Um, star player, Khalil Mack, obviously. Um, you know, you, you probably have a decent argument for a couple of their defensive men, but Khalil Mack is quite clearly the the talisman on that defense. Um, he is what makes it tick, and he is what makes other players even better than they already are. Um, Akeem Hicks was having career days before he came in, um, and they became career career days. Uh, he became twice the player he was. Um, Eddie Jackson is an outrageous bullhawk. Uh, I'm really happy that they got in uh, Clinton Dix. Um, I actually wanted us to take him when we took Kyle Fuller. Uh, and then for the Packers of all people to take him like three picks after us. Uh, pissed me off no end, but now we have both. So uh, I will take that more than anything. But star player, Khalil Mack, biggest liability. Um, remains the liability that uh, essentially lost us everything last year is uh, kicker. Uh, or lack thereof, um, and the recruitment that has since happened. Um, I would say they've probably had over 15 kickers through the door since Cody Parkey uh, exited it. Um, and having that kind of merry-go-round is awful. Uh, I don't care whether they think they're doing the best thing or not. Um, a merry-go-round like that isn't the best thing. Um, who knows what it's going to produce long-term. They now only have one active kicker on the roster, uh, Eddie Pinheiro. Pinheiro, I don't know how they're going to pronounce that name. Um, he is a, uh, Oakland Raiders kicker that the Raiders drafted. He immediately got hurt. Um, and he's never kicked an NFL football yet. Um, so if he is the last option we have or the best option, um, it's going to be scarily, it's going to be scary to watch. I'm terrified. I can see us missing at least one game changing kick again this year. Uh, when we have no reason to, do you think they just go for it on fourth down? More often. Honest to God, with Nagy there, like, yes, I do think that he's probably going to, um, yeah, I do. I think he's going to because he's got plenty of tricks up his sleeve, right? Like, it wouldn't shock me if he did. So, Premier League comparison. Uh, I only, This was a tough one because I was, like, going through different things, but there was one thing that I've seen a lot um, in the media, especially, um, but it's only on defense. So the Bears as a team, I struggled to find a Premier League comparison, but uh, this one was definitely close to my heart, given that I'm a Bears fan. Uh, Breton under Graham Potter is the Chicago Bears defense. <laughs> and the reason I say it is uh, there is little to no knowledge of what this defensive unit is going to produce uh, under Pagano, right? We don't know what it's going to do. Um, we know how good it was last year, um, but every analyst and pundit that you listen to, you go on ESPN, you go on NFL.com, 
um, CBS, whatever. Like you listen to all of these different things, and every single person that's being paid to give an opinion, um, I've already written off the Bears um, in a competitive division based on nothing but should and could statements about their defense. They should regress. Uh, they can regress. They will regress. Um, and there's been absolutely little to no basis for what that's going like. They've are based on what is like. Well, in the past, other teams have had that happen. Um, and the same thing happened with Potter when he came into Brighton. There was a lot of things of he's the worst manager in the league. He's going to take them down with zero points. Like 10 points is going to be a like, struggle for them um, with very little knowledge or even like basis to make that opinion. So that was where I went with that. To, uh, to help shed some light on Chuck Pagano, because um, you whatever I've really only known him as the Indianapolis head coach. So his defenses, when he was that head coach, uh, only ranked once um, in the top 12. Uh, and every time before that, it was in 20 or worst. But he was a head coach. His last defensive coordinator position, uh, they finished third overall with the Baltimore Ravens. Um, and that 2011 Ravens team was probably still pretty stacked because it still would have had Ed Reed on there. Um, Ray Lewis was there. Ray Lewis was still there. Uh, I think that the with the talent he's going to have to play with, he's been there before and done really great things. That's the year they went. No, no. I thought it was one uh, year. Terrell Suggs was still there. Yep. Yeah, and I mean, he's going to, like you said, like he's going to have an outrageous talent pool to work with. Like, if, if it's, it's one thing to say, like, oh, well, he had all these great names on the Ravens, so was he a product of what he had? Like, well, it doesn't matter because he's got them again. Like, he's got Mac. Right. He's got Hicks, he's got Jackson, he's got a whole bunch of different like playmakers that can change a game. Uh, so for them to just say, nah, they're going to be like bang average on defense this year, like it doesn't make any sense to me. Um, they might be. But- I think if they end up being average, it's going to be as a result of Pagano rather than any- anything else. I mean, with him being the only thing that really changes there, if yeah, if they don't play like they did this past season or or better, I don't know how you don't blame Pagano for that. Yeah, or injuries. Agreed. Right? True. It yeah. Saying. Um, so let's wrap it up then. Uh, top of the division, um, the Vikings. Uh, based on a couple of things, the Bears have an absolutely horrific schedule. Um, I genuinely think Rogers is going to go down for a bunch of games. Um, so it writes them off entirely. And the Vikings are still a very good side. Um, so the star player, uh, I actually have it as two, uh, Thielen and Diggs together. Um, they are the best wide receiver duo in the division, like easily. Um, they're one of the best wide receiver duos in the league. Um, and pretty much any quarterback should be able to run a playoff ready team, um, with two major weapons on the offense like this. And that isn't even including if they can keep Cook healthy at the back, um, and They've already got a decent offensive line. There is no reason why they should not be uh, a playoff-ready team, and their schedule is definitely a lot kinder to them than uh, the Bears. And like I said, they've got so many weapons that if one goes down, it isn't going to like kill them. Uh, so their biggest liability... Um, I did say almost any quarterback. Um, their biggest liability is Kirk Cousins. Uh Any quarterback should, unless your name is Kirk Cousins, who seems to only be getting more erratic as he progresses through his early 30s. Um, I watched him during the Redskins days, and he was just nuts. Uh, Sometimes he was great. Sometimes he was absolutely awful. 
um, you just never know what he's going to do. And he has every every way of dragging them down, uh, just like he did last year. He was absolutely dog shit. They got rid of, uh, was it Case Keenum they had last year, the year before? Yes. And they had no real reason to get rid of him. And they paid Kirk an absolute bagful. Um, and he was quite clearly the worst option. I get it, it was his first year in the offense, I understand that, but he has the ability to make things bad uh, for no real reason whatsoever. But it's going to also be a, it's going to be a second offensive coordinator in as many years, too. So, like, there's still a chance that uh, their offensive coordinator, who was his quarterback's coach before, doesn't know what he's doing, right? Because I think a lot of people... Right. I, I remember there being a pretty strong theme last year at the beginning of the season, and it was, if you let Kirk throw, you'll be pretty okay, but the insistence on the run game, not unlike the Seahawks, really, and then that run game not being crazy successful, putting Cousins in, not defending, not just run to the front of the line to defend Cousins, but I don't think he was probably given uh, enough good snaps over bad snaps in terms of preferred uh, field position or down in distance. That was the reason they got rid of uh, halfway. Yeah, they got, they got rid of Filippo, right? Well, they got rid of him because they thought that he wasn't, uh, they weren't running the ball enough. Which is insane. So, uh, so is the yeah. new guy going to run Even the ball Even more, more insane because Darwin Cook was hurt. Like, you've lost your best running back. So why are you going to then try and use it as the focal point? It just blows my mind they clearly had structured their their offense around it and then just refused to change when the situation did well and like what are they judging on like the 22 yards they ran against the bears like you're, you're fucking running against the bay at chicago like okay yeah okay it's not, okay oh england 77 yards at seattle like those are going to be tough places anyways yeah like, and, oh no i only ran through two brick walls this week yeah, yeah, seriously. Um, I, I think Minnesota thought them thought that that uh, Kirk Cousins could win them games, and I think the reality is that Kirk Cousins just won't lose you games. But he's—I don't think he's going to win you games, and so they have to use their running game. But their running game is pretty trash right now, so they just kind of got to figure it out. It's going to be a middling team. Well, they had a lot of fun yeah with that with their schedule. Um, and with the with the fact that they do have some excellent players, and with the extra drama going on elsewhere in the division, uh, if they don't win the league, the division rather, um, it's it's it should be seen as a failure for them, in my view. Um, and their Premier League comparison is Manchester United. Um, they are a team that on paper should do very well, uh, but their main man. Paul Pogba or Kirk Cousins has the ability to totally make or break their season despite the talent around them. Diggs, Thielen, Rashford, Martial. Nice. I like that comparison a lot. Last year against uh, just some playoff teams here, uh, they lost to the Rams by 7, they lost to the Saints by 10, they lost to the Bears by 5, they lost to the Patriots by 14. Uh, Did the Seahawks make the playoffs last year? Um, Yeah, they lost to the Cowboys. Okay, he lost. They lost by fourteen to the Seahawks, uh, but they beat the Dolphins like thirty something. That's a thing. Yeah, that's that, that AFC East again. Squish the fish. 
right. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, JT, Josh, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. This was a, uh, a two-hour episode. I think it's our longest episode yet. Easily. Wow. Definitely. Um, but, of course, there's a lot to cover because of the 32 teams and all that. Uh, take, thank you guys for also listening. Thank you, Josh, again for coming on. Uh, we have, I think, two weeks to our next recording um, for us, and we have another college football uh, episode at the RenPod option for any of those that are still listening to look at. Uh, and, and y'all have a good one, I guess. Any parting words, Josh? No, not at all. Thank, I just thank you again for having me. This was a lot of fun. Uh, listening to the Juicing the Numbers podcast. God, you can't even plug your own podcast, man. I don't want to be selfish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how yeah, honorable. yeah. How honorable. Uh, hey, yo, when you wake up in the morning, right? it'll be downloaded onto your phone for you, just like uh, Apple did with the U2 album. <laughs> I'm going to oh, invade nice. your personal space. <laughs> God, that's probably a bad thing to try to compare yourself to because it's going to just immediately <laughs> already... I'm ending it now. <laughs>